start this baby boom boom hey 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 welcome back to chew the bible it's your good friend a.a ron hope everyone is having an amazing day make sure my mic is still on all right yep it's ready to roll we're on facebook live instagram live twitch only thing we're not live on is youtube so <laughs> eventually we'll, uh, we'll we'll get that going too it's got to bring my other laptop in here but anyway let's let's get going there's a lot of verses here we got matthew chapter 8 matthew chapter 8 and yeah got 34 verses but there's a lot of stuff in here that i'll probably want to comment on so i'm gonna to try to keep this to 15 minutes but we might go to 30 we'll see all right matthew chapter 8 yes today is what what month are we in yeah we're in november <laughs> november 2nd 2022 it's 402 in the afternoon yes we're in matthew chapter 8 we're going to be reading out the new living translation all right jesus heals a man with leprosy large crowds followed jesus as he came down the mountainside Suddenly, a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. Lord, the man said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said. Be healed. Wow. And instantly, the leprosy disappeared. Wow, instantly. Then Jesus, I'm not a very good snapper. Oh, well. All right. Then Jesus said to him, don't tell anyone about this. Instead, go to the priest and let him examine you. Take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. Hmm. This will be a public testimony that you have been cleansed. I'm just going to keep reading. There's more I could say about that, but let's just keep going. The faith of a Roman officer. Verse 5. When Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him. Lord, my young servant, lie, Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed and in terrible pain. Jesus said, what did Jesus say? Jesus said, I will come and heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. Man, that's, that's some serious faith right there. I know this because it's like going to the doctor or uh yeah going to the the uh what do we have around here now the 24-hour clinics what do they call those things y'all know what i'm talking about uh urgent care and yeah, going into urgent care even the emergency room and being like hey my homeboy he couldn't make it he's back at the house you know 30 minutes away 15 minutes or whatever and uh yeah, I need I need I need you to heal him. I need y'all to patch him up. And they're like, "What do you mean? Why don't you bring him here?" And anyway, well, it'd be like, "Couldn't bring him." But hey, if you if you pray for him, if you pray for him, I believe by faith he'll be healed when I get back. And yeah, you're not I'm not worthy. To, you know, my house. I'm a hoarder. I'm dirty, nasty house, or I don't know. I'm not worthy to have you in my house, or whatever. You know, it's a little messy right now. So just say the word. Say that he's healed and he's good. And the doctor, they look at you like you. The nurses there look at you, look at you like you were crazy. You wouldn't probably see a doctor because the doctor they usually busy. But the nurses who help you up front, who do most of the work, they'd be like, they look at you like you crazy. All right, 
That's the best way I can think of it in my head. Verse nine, I know this because in modern times, I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say, go and they go or come and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth. I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. And I tell you this, that many Gentiles will come from all over the world, from east and west, and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the feast in the kingdom of heaven. But many Israelites, those for whom the kingdom was prepared, will be thrown into outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. But many Israelites, those for whom the kingdom was prepared, Those for whom was prepared will be thrown into outer darkness. Who who are these people? Who are these people? These Israelites are going to be thrown into outer darkness. I encourage y'all to re research that on your own because I have no clue what he's talking about there. Who are these people? Let me turn my Wi-Fi on on this device. Whoops. Cross posted. Darn it. Oh, well. That's the end of my uh, <laughs> Facebook video. We'll fix that later. Whoops. Yeah, we'll fix that later. All right. My bad, y'all. This is what happens when you try to do multiple things at once, broadcast on multiple platforms. All right. Verse 13. Then Jesus said to the Roman officer, Go back home because you believed. It has happened. Go back home because you believe it has happened. And the young servant was healed that same hour. All right. Jesus heals many people. When Jesus arrived at Peter's house, Peter's mother-in-law was sick in bed with a high fever. But when Jesus touched her hand, the fever left her. When she got up and prepared a meal for him, then she got up and prepared a meal for him. Verse 16, that evening, many demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. He cast out the evil spirits with a simple command, and he healed all the sick. This fulfilled the word of the Lord through the prophet Isaiah, who said, He took our sicknesses and removed our diseases. That's often a scripture that is uh, quoted a lot. One of my favorite scriptures is quoted that he took our sicknesses and removed our diseases. There's other, in other translations, it says something different. I don't have another Bible translation up right now, but I need to start having my, um, what do you call it, passion translation is sitting over here too. All right, the cost of following Jesus, or in some Bibles, the heading will say the cost of her pat sermons preached, or using this heading, saying the cost of discipleship. Whole classes or books have been written about the cost of discipleship. So here we go. The cost of following Jesus. When Jesus saw the crowd around him, he instructed his disciples to cross to the other side of the lake. Then one of the teachers of religious law said to him, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. But Jesus replied, Foxes have dens to live in, or holes, and birds have nests. But the Son of Man has no place even to lay his head. 
Verse 21, another of his disciples said, Lord, first let me return home and bury my father. But Jesus told him, follow me now. Let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. Jesus calms the storm. Verse 23, then Jesus got into the boat and started across the lake with his disciples. Suddenly a fierce storm struck the lake with waves breaking into the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him up shouting lord save us we're going to drown Hmm. jesus responded why are you afraid you have so little faith then he got up and rebuked the wind and waves and suddenly there was a great calm it's almost and he says verse 27 the disciples were amazed who is this man they asked even the winds and waves obey him these kind of when I read stories like this in the Bible it like throws me off because it just like on one hand the disciples should have been like after seeing all the miracles that Jesus already did and realizing that he is God fully God fully man you would think you know all throughout the New Testament we see all these stories of the disciples seeing Jesus perform these signs and wonders and miracles and it took time for them to, for their faith to grow and believe, oh, okay, this dude is legit like God, you know, and he's fully God, fully man. I should probably not deny him three times. Anyway, we'll get to that eventually. But on one hand, yeah, they should have had more faith even by now, right? And But on the other hand, I look at Jesus, I'm like, yeah, Jesus over there just sleeping, chilling. Sometimes it feels that way, like he's that way with me, with us, you know, we got all these storms going on in our lives. And it's like, Jesus, can't you see what's going on in my life? Are you over there sleeping? Sometimes it really does feel like God is over, over there sleeping in our situations, right? But he's not, he's, 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 he's got it, yeah. And uh, sometimes he's waiting for our faith to grow to the point where we realize like, when we're around him, like there's nothing to be afraid of. There's nothing to worry about, no matter how bad the storm is. And, uh, but sometimes it's just like, God, don't you realize these guys are human? Like, don't you realize that we're human? That, and as soon as you ask that question, it's like, yeah, he, he knows we're human. He knows. All right. Jesus heals two demon possessed men. Verse 28. When Jesus arrived on the other side of the lake in the region of the Gadarenes, two men were possessed by demons two men who were possessed by demons met him they came out of the tombs and were so violent that no one could go through that area man that's pretty serious they began screaming at him why are you interfering with us son of god have you come here to torture us before god's appointed time there happened to be a large herd of pigs man the signal is bad there happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding in the distance so the demons begged, if you cast us out, send us into the herd of pigs. All right, go, Jesus commanded them. So the demons came out of the men and entered the pigs, and the whole herd plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned in the water. The herdsmen fled to the nearby town, telling everyone what happened to the demon-possessed men. Then the entire town came out to meet Jesus, but they begged him to go away and leave them alone. I've heard different sermons about this particular part. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to go that deep into this. You know, I've heard people use this as an example to talk about deliverance ministry. 
that's kind of above this kind of I want to get another example of Christian calculus as I like to say Bible calculus a little bit I like the addition and subtraction sometimes multiplication when it comes to the Bible but I will say this uh, the fact that they asked they told Jesus to go away uh, I've heard some people say just like the when those that herd of pigs was killed that was their money the, the pigs were like a source of money and um, and food so when he cast those de- had those demons cast out and they went into the herd of pigs and those pigs died died off all that all those pigs and drowned in the water that one <laughs> it yeah it messed with their money it messed with their food supply and probably also messed with their water supply because imagine a bunch of nasty stinky pigs all of a sudden is in your drinking bathing water like who's gonna clean that up <laughs> so no wonder they asked Jesus to leave even though this he was performing miracles you know so alright y'all we managed to get through all that in 15 less than 15 minutes so I think I'm gonna go ahead and do one more I'm trying to get this Facebook live situation fixed but I'll just do one more sounds like my clothes are wrapping up throw them in the dryer here shortly and actually I need to do one more load after that so anyway thanks for listening have an amazing day Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of God or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5.8 says, But God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody or everybody who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you've never asked Jesus into your heart or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty, precious name I pray. Amen.